0: Get 60% off at babble.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: Listen. Hello, and welcome to NVC IGN's Nintendo podcast. I'm your host, Casey DeFritis, and today I am joined by Emeka Nuoso. Hello. Please correct me. No, that was good enough. It was good enough? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm bad with last names. as everyone who listens and watches us know? Pear Schneider.
2: It's Fun Schneiderhoven. No, it's okay. Thank, thank you very okay. much. And, then,
1: and Tom Marks. Hello. I, did I say that? It's yes. an easy one. Yeah, good yeah. one. All right. Well, hello. Thank you so much for listening today. Like we mentioned last week, we have a mech on to talk about his Smashbox controller mm-hmm. that he uses to with Smash. And he also went to Evo, so he'll be telling us all about that. Mm-hmm. We'll also be talking about some Breath of the Wild lookalikes that, are they really a copy or not? And then also a whole bunch of other stuff, so please stick around, because we're also going to be talking about all of the Pokemon news that came out. Oh, no! I know, what a surprise! You- <laughs> Run away! No. We'll have timestamps, so if you're one of those people who hate Pokemon and fun, <laughs> you can look at those and skip it. But oh, hey... This is
3: my first time on the show. Just so you know, I am pro-Pokemon, so okay. I'm right. not going to be like, Brian right. and complain, and be like, "Okay, can we
2: talk about pizza or something? No, we're all, <laughs> yeah, we're all pro-Pokemon. Mm-hmm. We're just a little scared by that universe of edible things and... Cream based life forms. I'm,
3: Speak for yourself. Oh, I'm, I'm also on team eating Pokemon. So.
1: <laughs> I'm into it. <sighs> All right, so let's start. So Help. tell us about Evo. So, what what did you play?
3: Uh, I played Tekken. Okay. That's the game I How'd played. it go. <laughs> um, so, I made it out of round one of pools. Um, and I think I finished just out of top 256. So, I got two tied for 257. Mm-hmm. And that's out of 1,799 entrants for Ooh. Tekken um pretty good yeah it's so like
2: and emeka are you a pro player or where do you work
3: i am not a pro player
2: mm.
3: <laughs> i just play i just put in a lot of time so as okay emeka
2: works at ign yeah kidding, obviously
3: <laughs> i mean if you want to pay me to, <laughs> <laughs> no but um like as a competitor i'm always thinking about what i did wrong and what i need to do to improve so i just naturally have a hard time balancing like Oh, I did very well. I should be happy about myself. And oh, I have this very large Google Doc of things I need to study and work on and change. And I'm just thinking about that and everyone who beat me. So, Mecca's
1: Google Docs are a thing of beauty and incredibly (laughs) impressive. We have Cereal Club here at IGN, which Mecca runs. Mm -hmm. And his docs are just incredible. And I can't wait to publish them. Like breakfast
2: cereal. Yeah. Like not, yes. Breakfast
1: cereal. Breakfast club. Yeah. For delinquents. So that's
2: your, your full-time job. You work in the ad ops department at IGN. Yeah. And so spreadsheets, you love spreadsheets.
3: Um, no, I code, actually. Uh-oh. I don't actually use any, I don't actually <laughs> well, using any right. spreadsheets yeah, at all. You do all
2: these cool custom solutions. Yeah,
3: yeah I, mean, I will, like, download spreadsheets and then just turn them into dashboards because they're easier to work with and they're more visually appealing. Gotcha. Spreadsheets so, now.
2: But now you created a spreadsheet with your performance. Did you watch your performance afterwards?
3: Um no, I actually didn't okay. play on stream at all. I okay. think um one person I beat, he had his friends recording the match. Yeah. So I'm like I keep refreshing YouTube to see if they actually put that up <laughs> because I just wanna I kinda like did this mean thing where I had this read on him and I, I was kinda, I was in a bad mood. So <laughs> No, no, no. I was just, like, when I'm in loser's bracket, I just feel like I should, I'm better than everyone, so I play with more anger. Wow. (laughs) I'm really cold when I'm in tournament. So... I had this read on him and it closed out the round. Like I knew exactly what he did. I punished him for it. And I just gave him this look, just like
1: <laughs> and then
3: like like this disgusted look. And I just want to see myself do that. Wow. Thank you for not yeah. giving
1: me that look when we were playing Smash yesterday. No. I appreciate it. No,
3: no, 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 no. See, that was learning time, not tournament time. That's okay. c- completely different.
2: So how come you didn't play Smash at Evil?
3: Uh, I just don't play that game competitively. I don't put in the time. Okay, like everyone else does. I like the game. I just like other games better. And Tekken is so serious. This it's, is
1: a Nintendo podcast. Uh, yes. Sorry,
3: sorry uh, Well, there was Tekken on Game Boy Advance. Okay, so oh, this wow. that counts. Yeah, this this yeah. counts.
2: Well, there's Poken.
3: Uh, yeah, I don't play that either. <laughs> <laughs> I've never touched that game. No, but um, Tekken is like just so good, and it requires so much work that it's hard to find. It's hard to play another fighting game. Because yeah. there's just so much in that one, and you have to dedicate so much time into it, it's hard to fit anything else. So gotcha. I really just play Smash casually with everyone here. Th-
2: that explains so- the controller that you only play it casually.
1: Yeah. He says, <laughs> okay, he says casually. He plays. So take your best casual group of friends that think they're really good at Smash, and they're the ones who always win at all of the parties and all of the get togethers. He's a step above that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Because I play competitively and I play with that mindset, not, ooh, I like warlock punch and I'm just going to do it 20 times until it lands once. Yes, I remember that.
4: I don't don't appreciate you looking at me when you're saying that. Also, I believe I got a kill with
3: it. Yes, and how many
2: times did you get punished for it?
3: Like a lot, but I remember the kill. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So explain this weird box.
3: Uh, Yeah, so I guess I'll hold it up. So, if
2: you're watching it. the video version, you, uh, you really, can see it. Yeah, but if should. not, d- describe it for people who are just listening.
3: Okay, so it is called the Smashbox. It is basically like, okay, so you have an arc, we're going to have to take a s- couple steps to get to here. Okay. <laughs> so, you have an arcade stick. Yes. It's, you know, like stick, eight buttons. You've all seen it. Um, what you
1: see in an arcade machine. Yes.
3: So. So then there's this company, Hitbox, which made the Hitbox, which replaces the stick with four directional buttons. Um, you go left, down, right with your ring, middle, and index finger, and then you go up with your thumb. What? And I'm, it, yeah, it sounds weird, but it gives you a significant advantage um, compared to other controllers. Um, I'm actually switching from arcade stick to a regular, to a Hitbox for Tekken, um, so yeah, so they made that. There's a bit of controversy about whether or not those should be legal. That's a whole. New Are they topic.
2: tournament legal right now? Yeah, they're tournament oh, okay. legal.
3: I thought it was going to be banned when they first came out in like I don't know around 2012, but no one has said anything. Mm. So now it's time. I'm like, well, I guess I have to play the, use the good thing mm-hmm. because no one's doing anything about it.
4: And and to to clarify, the reason that there's like controversy is because you can go from. Like, and I don't know this research, so correct me if I'm wrong, but like, basically you can go from left to right in an instant because mm-hmm. there's buttons, whereas a stick, there's like a physical movement mm-hmm. that has to be made.
3: Yeah, there's zero travel time between yeah. all directions, and then there's also this thing, I'm going to get a little nerdy here, but it's called Please do um, Simultaneous Opposite Direction Cleaning, okay. S-O-D-C, <laughs> which is basically what it does when you hit two opposite directions, like yeah. left and right at the same time, it turns it into a neutral input. So, with certain weird inputs in, like Tekken, for example, you can you basically get shortcuts to certain things
2: that would be more difficult on an arcade stick.
5: Mm.
1: Oh, okay. No, that makes sense. And
2: okay, but yeah. so I get the directions when I look at this weird thing. Yeah, there are <laughs> way more buttons than on any other device. Like, what, no, what what is all that? No, it's this. It's actually more or less the same amount of buttons. Really? Show me again.
3: Okay, so. <laughs> There's I'm like, trying to make sure this is still.
2: So the red thing is the directional buttons. Okay.
3: So red is directional. I'm trying to get it so yep. like the camera can yeah. see as well and myself. So that's kind of hard. But so the red is directional, right? This is. I'm just doing
1: a buffer the four, for the microphone. Oh, yeah.
3: okay. <laughs> um. So this is a. Right. No, this is b a y x l r. These two buttons, I have no idea what they do. I don't actually use them. Okay. Um, C stick, (laughs) Z button, then this is where things get crazy. This is the tilt button, which modifies the directional inputs, so you get like a half tilt instead of like a full push. Oh, weird. And then in addition to that, the D-pad can be switched between a regular D-pad input and um, these X and Y modifiers. Wow. So this is X1, Y1, X2, Y2. Wow, man. All right. So now
1: you know how to use a (laughs) Smashbox.
3: No, it's hard. Like, I would really need to do, like, an actual demonstration. But those modifiers, like the X1 modifier, basically, it gives me a tilt. that It gives me an X-axis tilt that's so slight that I can walk forward and still do a neutral B in Smash. Wow, okay. Um, I still get forward tilt, but my B, my specials will be neutral specials. Uh, why the Y modifier, the Y one it's an up tilt. it's a tilt on the Y axis. That's so slight that I can do up tilts without getting an actual jump. So I actually don't have to turn on tap jump with this. Hmm. And then I can also do down tilts on platforms without falling through the platform. Okay. So I can like hold the Y one modifier and just mash down and it'll never fall through. But if I hit an attack button, then it'll do a down tilt.
2: So, America, does this screw you up? I mean, like, if you get used to these controls, and then you're at your friend's house and they hand you a sideways Joy-Con, what happens? <laughs> uh, I just don't play. Okay, <laughs> all right. But like, do you get so used to it that this will be this is how you have to play, or can you still switch?
3: I can still switch yeah? because okay. I still use regular controllers gotcha. every now and then. It's just that, um, like, I used to play Smash. Uh, pretty seriously Mm -hmm. then i switched to like you know regular fighting games and i was playing on arcade stick then when i wanted to go back to smash i was like oh well my thumbs Mm -hmm. aren't what they used to be Mm -hmm. so i wanted something else and this just looked so interesting and i wanted to really just try it out and really just show it off to like show people like hey look at this new thing look what you can do with it this is the future of i think it's the future like this the hitbox uh they have a new controller that's even way cheaper than both of these. That's a whole nother thing.
2: Even way cheaper? How
3: much is this thing? This is. Oh, no, no. I mean, like, cheaper in terms
2: of go. Oh, yeah. I see. This is $200. Ah, okay. <laughs> There's your catch. Yeah. It's really nicely made, though. It looks well, the, cool. Yeah.
4: The catch, also, I imagine, is, like, I don't think I would ever have the patience to put in the time to just relearn how to ride a bike to use one of those mm-hmm. things, you know? And, obviously, I'm not a guy who's going to tournaments and competing and playing that much, so I'm mm-hmm. not the audience for it anyway. But like, man, it must take some rewiring of your brain to figure <laughs> out like, okay, I'm on a platform and want to use a down tilt. So I have to use a completely different button now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But isn't it worth being able to beat all of your friends? <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, That's but, priceless. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Priceless. I
3: mean, like I, I had played on arcade sticks. So my right hand was already fine. Mm-hmm. I actually, when I decided to switch, I spent about like a month and a half just pri- like playing music games with my left hand just huh. to get my muscles, like, you know, warmed up and used to hitting that, buttons because mm. I'm used to just doing this. was yeah, a good tip. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I actually did that before I played it, before I started using it. And I think it took me about, like, a month, maybe six weeks before I felt like I was at about the same level using that as I was GameCube controller.
1: Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you for explaining all of that.
3: hmm And as it, we all know,
1: I, <laughs> um, Smash Ultimate was also at Evo. Can you tell us a little bit about the finals?
3: Uh, yeah, I actually have the entire top eight. Um, so yeah, seventh place was Zachary with Wolf. He's from Japan. Uh, also tied for seventh was Light with using Fox. Uh, tied for fifth was Raito using Duck Hunt. Oh, wow. I swear every, top, every Evo top eight, there's one weird character that sneaks in because <laughs> no one knows the matchup. Mm. So yeah, he got there with Duck Hunt Dog. Then Proto Banham with Lucina. Uh, he was Which like, who use. yeah, that's my main. So he was, I was rooting for him. <laughs> um, Sam with peach gluttony with Wario tweak with Pokemon trainer. And then MK Leo with Joker who came back from losers bracket. He actually got sent to losers really early on. Oh, wow. So if you, you know, if you understand like a double elimination tournament, the earlier you get sent to losers, the, you have to pay play significantly more games. You basically have to yeah. play, twice as many games for each step you go yeah mm-hmm. so, to get
2: out of purgatory
3: yeah. yeah so the fact that he was sent to losers so early he played a lot more than tweak who who went straight to winners finals so yeah he he started top eight in losers um didn't lose a game until he got to tweak uh he was down two games to zero against uh-huh. tweak i think it was like game four where tweak was like very close at winning the whole thing and messed up and then yeah uh Mkleo, he brought it. He reversed three owed him, reset the bracket, which sent Tweak to losers. Then he beat him three straight times again. And yeah, it was. So he
2: went six zero cool. to
4: close it out.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so that that top eight has no repeating character in it. That's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: This game is surprisingly well balanced. Well, I mean, even in Smash Four, everyone complained about Bayonetta yeah. and um, I. Who was the top character before that? Like Diddy Kong, Sheik. Um everyone has everyone always complains about whatever character is the top, but in Smash, like there's every top eight is always like eight different characters. That's like so you cool, rarely yeah. see any repeat.
2: And Joker already in there is pretty amazing. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah.
3: recent tier lists I've put Joker at the top. Yeah. I haven't been following the scene that in depth, but like even for me who barely play pays attention to it, like even I knew Joker was like the one to beat. Okay. Very cool. I'm a scrub. <laughs> we'll get, we're getting you're in thought, training now you're yeah, getting good I'm you're getting training. good you already made some adjustments oh,
1: yeah. wait
2: till they release a monster hunter cat into that game then it's oh, all, all over <laughs> it's what is that over. thing called oh. the palico okay the I
1: explained mm-hmm. what a palico was on unlocked so. this week okay if you wanna watch that uh, anyway
2: <laughs> yeah if you're really dying <laughs> yes <laughs> it's only 30 minutes of your time
1: <laughs> so thank you so much for talking about evo and smash and all of that stuff also coming out this week We found out that Decay of Logos, which looks kind of similar to Breath of the Wild, got a release date. We also learned that Genshin Impact is coming to PS4, and I wanted to bring up the topic of these Breath of the Wild lookalikes and other lookalike games that are becoming more prevalent, and they're sparking some outrage. Is it okay? First of all, let's talk about Decay of Logos. So decay of logos is. is it, by the way,
2: is it is it like the Greek place like logos or something, or is it the, uh, the actual logos decaying? Don't know.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I played the game. I uh, played too much Assassin's unfol- Creed Odyssey. Unfortunately, oh, and also, um, Ubisoft's um, Gods and Monsters like falls into that category as well. Yeah. Mm. Um,
2: They're going all Greek.
1: Yeah, it's it's Greek, but it, people have. That it looks kind of similar to Breath of the Wild. It does. Yes. Yeah.
3: I mean, to some degree, yes. Like, I saw, I, I watched some of the gameplay videos and I was like, okay, just because it's an open world game that's cell shaded, it doesn't mean it's Breath of the Wild. But then I saw some areas where it was like, you know, like the ruins in an open field. And I was like, no, I've literally been there in yeah. of the wild.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, but also, I guess, I feel like we have to play it. So something like Decay of Logos, a lot of commenters on our news article, because our news article did draw comparisons to mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild, are complaining are complaining that it's a copycat. I was able to... So here's the premise of Decay of Logos. You play an elf-looking lady whose village gets burned down in the very first scene, and then she develops a relationship with a mystical white elk. And then it becomes an... Action RPG where you are, have a companion of this elk, and you are leading this elk through ruins that have now been populated by evil tree people and other monsters. And the combat, I did get to play it at E3. Unfortunately, I didn't get to ask any questions to anyone who knew anything, but during my 20 minutes with hands on, it plays entirely different to Breath of the Wild. It is, the combat is incredibly difficult and a lot more heavy feeling i want to make the souls comparison but it's not quite the same from souls but it is definitely more heavy and meaningful than how combat feels in breath of the wild
2: so it's not a it's not a clone it's clearly a different game and like obviously that has happened a lot of times like there i think people are a little bit harsher on games that look like breath of the wild because it's still so new Breath of the Wild bores a lot from Japanese anime, of course, right? Like the the look and the cell shading and all of that. Um, But... uh we're, you know there are a lot of games that come out nowadays that look like another game from 10 years ago or 5 years ago there are lots of um, pixel art games that look like Link to the Past for example or that you know are rooted in the look of, of a Mario game or something like that where people I think are a little bit more willing to say hey it's been out a long time there's so many games that look like it but the gameplay is different so hopefully people do see that this isn't just a, a clone
1: Yeah and I did find a quote from the, the developers Amplify Creations and they mm-hmm. said that they started with a darker and grittier look look but after experimenting and planning more they ended up going for the more vibrant stylized look because it conveys the mood the changing mood better
5: mm-hmm.
1: um so i think that kind of tells a little bit too and they said they were also inspired by european folk uh, folklore and token so okay. like, i think Zelda. well <laughs> <round the> <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah the cell shading does look pretty similar. I, I think, think it's a
2: combination of the grass and we'll get to the next yeah. game in a second. It's a combination of that green grass which looks a lot like Wind Waker mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. And then and then the, the overgrown ruins and all of that. If like the green was a shade different or they're like red elements and flowers or something it would look so different but yeah. They, yeah, it's, it's of just of the visually World. close, yeah.
3: It's Breath of the Wild but the flowers are red. Like yeah. that,
1: no, <laughs> it's, it's so different. But the game's not. Yeah. and uh, Man, another thing with Takei of Logos is you... Yes, you you have a bow and you can pick up swords from mm-hmm. enemies, but there's in, there are some interesting, more in-depth RPG mechanics than say in in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to play that much more. But from what I played, it seems like it would be a very, it it's definitely a different experience with different gameplay. It's definitely not a direct copy at all. Maybe okay. you drew some inspiration from the look of it, but
2: what about it's God- a different game? What about Gods and Monsters? I haven't played it. Okay. Yeah, we, we've only seen, obviously, the trailer stuff. Mm-hmm. Ubisoft obviously loves Nintendo, right? They've worked closely w- together with them. And, like, the trailer shown at E3, do you remember seeing that one? Like, it's, like, set in a Greek got... world. and No, I don't Yeah, know. <laughs> it, it looked a lot like Breath of the Wild as well. But, you know, knowing Ubisoft, the game's probably going to play very differently.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I got... I'm, I'm just bringing up some screenshots to show. I mean, it... Yeah, like kinda... Zelda.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Next>. <laughs> <laughs> but let's see what the actual gameplay is. I I heard it is like Assassin's Creed, which, you know, Breath of the Wild got a little closer to, right? Like yeah, there were elements in, in Breath of the Wild that were rooted and done first in Assassin's Creed or the, the UB tower climbing genre, mm-hmm. you know, where you unlock an, era on, an area on your map by climbing a tower. It's except, the same in Breath of the Wild. Uh,
1: except in Gods mm-hmm. and Monsters, it's more about defeating... Mm-hmm. Big monsters, which yep. I am super, so maybe super mo- for. In maybe it's like The Witcher. Yeah, maybe it's more or like like that. The Monster Hunter. We'll have to play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to both of those games as well as this third one I want to talk about that does have more similarities to Breath of the Wild than maybe these other two. And it, this is called Genshin Impact. And Genshin Impact was revealed for the PS4 um, during the China Joy conference. We don't know if it's coming out over here, but they do have a, a website in English. With, I
2: hope it does.
1: I really hope it does. I think Genshin Impact looks really cool. It's basically uh, take Breath of the Wild, but make it anime. Like even more Like anime. even more?
3: It was way too, I watched the trailer, it was way too
2: anime for me. Like. <laughs> really? I think it looks yeah. great.
1: I think it looks it's, really good. But the
2: notable story, so China Joy, obviously China's biggest gaming expo, massive expo out there, has been going for a couple of years, but this game made somebody so mad they broke their PS4.
4: And there were a ton of people who were uh, taking pictures of them, like holding up their switches with Breath of the Wild playing, oh. just flipping off mm-hmm. the booth at the China Joy place because yeah. they were so mad about
3: the
2: like. I mean, that's copying. That's passion. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. In thought, like to break a PS4, you have to. Th- that's not an immediate reaction. Like you're I'm gonna mad, I'm going to throw it. this water. That's like I
2: brought my <laughs> PS4. Oh and I'm angry. Um, it's also not good for you, and yeah, I don't no. think it taught <laughs> the developer anything. But like,
4: but so you have to admit. That there were headlines like we wrote about it and Kotaku wrote about mm-hmm. it yeah. with an angle of like a fan got so mad at this clone that they broke a PS4, which is kind of why they do why that protest. So, first. so
2: now it's obviously there have been, if you check the App Store, the Apple App Store. There have been a lot of Chinese-developed games that directly copy Nintendo franchises. This has, has happened, you know, dozens and dozens of times. Most recently with a Pokemon game, which but with better animations. Well, they than took the original those Pokemon animations game.
1: from Pokemon Tournament, which oh, is totally different from. Well, yeah, but
2: a clear ripoff. So yes, I was expecting absolutely. something like that, where it was a, a clear copy, and then I watched the gameplay gameplay trailer and like. It has some elements from like Borderlands, with like the comb like it has combo attacks where you see the damages being displayed as numbers on on the characters. So, um, and then it had uh, had a scene where like a dragon attacks a town. Like mm-hmm. it's not it's not a ripoff. There's it, definitely something else going on. And with it also
1: game. looks like you can play as different characters that mm-hmm. all battle differently as well. So it seems to have deeper, different RPG uh, characteristics, but it does i mean the it looks world like it. it looks very similar if you look at the grass you look at the world you look at some of the enemies and i know tom pointed this out pointed this out to me before they even have enemies that kind of resemble the Guardians. Yeah.
4: They have enemies that resemble Guardians. They have enemies that resemble Boca blends. They have the UI with yeah. selecting weapons that looks extremely similar. Yep. Mm-hmm. They have the bow charging animation that looks extremely similar. The Guardian laser shot looks extremely similar. I would say It's not a coincidence. It's, like no, it's, no. it's very Somebody hard, it's very hard to the defend. Wind. Yeah, it's yeah. very hard to defend. And and per, you said it's not a ripoff. I would say it's not a ripoff, but it's is ripping off Zelda. It's, right? looking, like it's not just ripping off Zelda, but it definitely is very clearly t- looking at that game and taking things. Yeah, I it, got... And then doing other
2: things too. So I got more like Musou vibes from the combat. It was mm. like combat yeah. with big hordes of enemies and lots of like just, you know, damage going on in combos. Very
1: stylistic. And it's
2: not yeah. a... It's like the style looks like Breath of the Wild. The gameplay looks very different. There's no climbing. Yeah. It doesn't look yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's an exploration game the same way that Breath of the Wild is. Which, and, which is why it's which is also very very difficult to do, right? Def- Breath of the Wild is a tough game to develop.
4: Right. And it's, it's definitely why, like, it's this funny, weird gray area of yeah. it is copying Zelda, but it is not a copy of Zelda, yeah. right? Like, that, it's not all or nothing here. It's yeah, like, there's gray. It looks like
3: it. Well, where do you draw the line? Because would you That's say, like, I mean, granted, these are made by the same company, but would you say Tekken and Soul Calibur are copies of each other? Right. Because they're both fighting games where two characters move in a 3D space?
4: And that like, was and, and and to your point, that was also... Sorry, like, neither
3: was on Nintendo. So, Calibur two. So, Calibur two. You're great. <laughs> it, it, it,
4: To your point, there's a similar thing happened right back when the during the the great MOBA wars of like mm-hmm. 2012 and 2011. Of like, you had League of Legends and you had Dota 2 and you had uh, Here's a New Earth and you had all these different MOBAs. And every time after League of Legends became the most popular MOBA. Anytime anyone announced a new one, it was oh you're just this is a league clone. You're just copying. Yeah. Same and, thing with Fortnite. Yeah, and mm. even if they were doing something different, or even if they were doing something unique, they just say it is. And like you're right, there's it's this idea of like where do you draw the line with similarities, and and especially similarities within a genre. Yeah,
2: I mean there are obviously a ton of examples outside of these titles. Like I. Again, I was expecting both of these games to be closer to what Breath of the Wild is gameplay-wise, but it's very difficult to pull that off. That's a pretty amazingly constructed game world yeah. and and a difficult game to test as well, make sure that it's not buggy. Um but there there're clearly other games like if you just look at the uh you look on the on the Switch, you've got games like uh Axiom Verge that look a lot like Metroid, right? Is that okay? You've got Fast RMX which is, looks exactly like an F0 would today. Um, you certainly have Wargroove, which is advanced wars, but at least they changed the tile set to be medieval, right? But the game is really rooted in it. So I mean, Yeah,
4: Wargroove, Wargroove yeah. is arguably more shameless than yep. this, right? In in that it's taking style and mechanics and adding upon it.
3: And part it, of the title, it, more. more. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> even that. Uh-huh. But uh, the difference is that there hasn't been an Advance Wars game in a decade mm. or whatever and and Breath of the Wild is still so fresh in people's memories to the but, point where a lot of people are still playing it. That's uh, it. Yeah. So
2: do you think people wouldn't react as negatively if there was a Breath of the Wild clone that had a completely different art style, completely different characters, but you're climbing things in the world and you're fighting big monsters and you're unlocking these uh, these temples and stuff? Do you think people would be more open to it? Is it is it that when it's the st- when it's the
1: look, people yeah, react most I th- negatively? I think it's more difficult to have a negative knee-jerk reaction when it it when you look at screenshots and it doesn't look totally similar yeah i think if these games had a different art style i don't think people would draw that comparison Mm -hmm. whereas if you had a game that had very obvious gameplay mechanics that were exactly the same someone who played it early would write those comparisons and that's how they would find out instead
4: yeah and also it's those visuals are the only thing people have until they get to play the game Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. you know once you play this it'll probably be very clear that it's not just a breath of the wild copy straight up but all we have right now are screenshots and a gameplay trailer and like cell phone recordings from china joy the china joy (laughs) like their booth at china joy right so like this is all these are the only tools we have to have these conversations with and so it's so easy to just be like yeah this looks like this you know and and we don't really have the tools to say oh well i played it and it it's not like that at all yeah
2: yeah it's it's interesting there you know certainly when when ocarina of time came out there was this time period where we said all right somebody nailed a 3d action-adventure game. Everybody's going to copy it. There'll be all these games that look like it. That didn't actually happen because it's so difficult to make games like that. You, know, you had a couple of titles that were similar and then obviously the genre evolved a bit more with, you know, your Assassin's Creeds and, and those titles, uh, you know, Prince of Persia before that. Um, but it's uh, it, it's kind of funny when games now start with the art style. Like, yeah. that almost seems backwards, yes. you know? It's like you're drawing a comparison to the art style. Um, I, I don't know. I'm I'm... I love Breath of the Wild. If somebody were able to do a game like it, I would actually be happy and not mad. Mm, um, yeah. But if somebody is doing a game that looks a little bit like it.
4: Somebody's doing a game like it that looks like it, and it's mm-hmm. called Breath of the Wild 2, and Nintendo's <laughs> making it.
2: They are making that game. You're right. Yeah.
4: Or whatever it's going to be called. Because I guess it technically doesn't have a title yet. Yeah.
2: But, like, look, if, are you cool with Bloodstained looking like Castlevania? No, yes. I'm mad about it. Yes, cuz it's the original <laughs> creator, right? Like there there are all these nuances to yeah. to games that look like others. But there are clear rip-offs out there yeah. too.
1: I think I'm I'm more okay with them when it's very obvious that they made their own assets and everything from scratch. Mm-hmm. It's when people are pulling animations and assets from other games and just straight up mm-hmm. actually ripping them and, and that's when I have the biggest problem.
4: And that's the that's the hilarious thing about this. It's so funny to me that this game drew so much ire because there are dozens and dozens of examples of Chinese companies just bootlegging wholesale Overwatch Mm -hmm. and Paladins and all of these other games, Hearthstone, like so many games just get torn apart and repackaged in Chinese, like as like little mobile apps in China and things Mm -hmm. like that. And yet this one game, like just became this lightning rod for anger just because of Breath of the Wild.
2: People love Zelda. I know, yeah. yeah. There's this incredible passion worldwide for this franchise and this title, Uh, deservedly Mm -hmm. so. It's my think, number one. I think it
1: might be good Emeca. for Decay of Logos. this up? <laughs>
2: what? Emeka doesn't like Breath of the Wild. I hate Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah, Which is why today is also yeah. final time
3: on NVC. It comes up in ad offs at least three times a week where I have to trash Breath of the Wild yeah. just to remind everyone can, how much I hate that. Can guy. you finish
2: it so that we, you can have an honest discussion?
3: They took away my favorite thing, which is dungeons. There's tiny no tiny dungeons? No, those shrines, tiny are, tiny those shrines are not No, they're, big,
2: they're, f- they're a couple big ones. Walking Dungeons.
3: No, those ones are whack. Those ones are not. <laughs> those ones are not as good as any dungeon in any other Zelda game. That's true. Uh, I lo- no, I lo- no, 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 no. It's be-
2: they're, they're well, like, better. They're better than ones, some. The later ones. But they're the best temples are better than than the beasts for sure. Yeah, temples are beasts. better than the yeah. beasts. Those were like those were
3: so I weak, and think. then and then they added an open world, which I don't care about. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, I'm just gonna run through this open field and so, oh there's a moblin over there. Oh well I'm just gonna run past him because who cares?
2: Is that uh, what happened? Yeah. See, I played this game <laughs> that had lots of really cool things to discover.
3: I just went straight I just do 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 shrine, 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 shrine. Killed Ganon and then I was like, okay. Wait,
1: you did beat the beat the game. Yeah, I beat the game. Oh, okay. It was you a did. waste
3: okay. of 40 something hours, but I <laughs> <at> least, <laughs> I've had more fun arguing about it than actually playing it. Terrible.
1: Well, at least you got some enjoyment out of it. Look, so, based on this, maybe Decay of Logos will be a better Zelda game for you. Yeah, <laughs>
2: if they put if they put if it's Breath of the Wild but they put dungeons in it, I'll buy it. I don't think they'll do that. But um <laughs> thank you for your opinion, however wrong. Uh, should but, I, should yeah. I yeah, no, we now. appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: Well, I think maybe this this ire that these games have drawn will maybe be good for it because maybe you know all press is good press, right? So
2: I wouldn't have known about this yeah. if yeah. this hadn't blown up like this. And uh, I'm actually really yeah. intrigued now. I'm super intrigued. It. And it's honestly, I I
1: love Zelda. I love games like Zelda. So you know what? Whatever, bring it on. So, um, as long as you're not actually reusing assets that Nintendo made. And is it
2: only on PS4? This so, Genshin Impact.
1: The, so Genshin Impact right now is PC and PS4 okay. right now. Um, and, and we don't
4: of, even, we don't even know if it's coming to the West. We don't. Yeah.
1: Who knows? But they have a whole website in English. Yeah, so probably. why would they be going through the effort of doing that?
2: Especially now yeah. that we've covered it.
1: And, um, Decay of Logos is coming out on the Switch on the 29th. So if you're interested in that, I mean, I, I want to get it. I'm, I think it's really cool. It's like kind of up my alley and I want a big white elk pet. So. But if it's a clone,
2: <laughs> we'll break our PS4s, right? Yes. Yes.
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> i got I to play Monster Hunter, man. Oh, that's right. Um, so, this morning, another Pokemon trailer dropped. Great! Among, with a ton of tweets from the Pokemon company, all about things that were not in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you want to get your real news, you should follow Pokemon on Twitter, because the trailer didn't have everything in there. But let's start out with the most important part, um, and that is the new Pokemon. So, I think the... The newest of the new Pokemon is called Morpico, and this is the new Pikachu-like of this generation, except it has a twist. So it is a called the two-sided Pokemon, and its um, ability is called Hunger Switch. And it is constantly hungry because it's generating so much energy from the electricity. So every turn, it will switch its form into the hangry form. <laughs> Which hangry be- form? Hangry. Hang- it's on. an electric dark type. <laughs> that is an official thing in a
4: Pokemon yes. game. Yeah, the
1: hangry form. It becomes hangry. And, yes. and do people know what hangry means? Yeah. Hangry. hangry mode. Hungry. Do, yeah. Do, hungry.
4: You, angry. When you're so hungry, you get okay. angry.
1: You, you guys should look at this thing. It, like instead of turning in from like a, a cute like yellow like side by side cute mouse Pokemon thing, it turns into like a really angry looking dark purple. It's a
3: demon. Can it only use bite and like certain <laughs> moves when it's angry? No, so it actually yeah. has a move. A,
1: it has a special move called Aura Wheel, and depending on which form it is, it changes the type of the move. So when it's in um, it's it's called Full Belly Mode. It's an electric type, and when it's in hangry Mode, it's a dark type. I love
4: it.
2: Wow, have you ever thought about that, Casey? Maybe the Attenborough of the fake animal word? Like, <laughs> meets the Morpickle. It has a hangry attack. You, watch that show. you know way too much about these creatures.
1: I, I read things and I do wiki stuff. Wow. Of course I would know. And they also introduced Galarian form Pokemon, which include the Galarian form Weezing, which is kind of like a Lola form if you guys played Sun and Moon, where these Pokemon have evolved differently because of the region that they grew up in. Mm. And the Galarian form Weezing is a poison fairy type that purifies the air and then um, it expels clean air out of the stacks on its head it looks very silly um but the because it's bringing it's basically an air filter and because it's kind of extracting all of the pollution out of the air pollution will um aggregate around its body and become super poisonous which is why it's both poison and fairy
2: wow but this is this is like a reaction to it feels like pokemon company is trying to take teenage angst over pollution away (laughs) you know it's like don't worry there's a Pokemon that will absorb all that. Yeah, it's yeah. fine.
1: And then we have Zigzagoon and Linoon, which are now dark and normal type. And Tom, you had an interesting um observation on those. Tom? Oh well I was wrong. Though. You're wrong? Okay, yeah, just kidding. <laughs> but never mind.
4: Uh, no, they're they're somebody pointed out that they're they look exactly like KISS. Yeah. They all have like <laughs> they do. they're white and black with like one of the the base form of it has like star makeup on its eyes and then when it gets real big it's like special galar evolution which is like only hmm. the galar yeah, the obstagoon
1: and it yeah. has its tongue sticking out <laughs> yeah
4: it looks like a it looks like a like a rock star
1: yeah
2: well kiss you can, kiss kiss was is big in japan <laughs> so maybe there's some inspiration there no why I'm, were you wrong
4: uh because i was saying that it was zigzagoon stardust
2: oh like, Z- like Zig, ziggy Z- stardust Z- Zig okay stardust. i see <laughs> I because see. it had
4: stars on its eyes, but I was wrong. I got the wrong rocker.
2: Zigzagoon played guitar.
3: <laughs> were people really asking for a new form of Zigzagoon? No, that's of all... what I thought too, man. Because <laughs> the whole point of the Alolan forms is to give like older Pokemon that were sort of like lost in the shuffle with all the new ones in to give them like new life. Oh. Was there really a fight? Was someone really like, Oh, I need Zigzagoon <laughs> to be competitively viable again? Like <laughs>
4: Yeah, I I would love to know who at the Pokemon company really loves Zigzagoon and was like, guys, I've got an idea. Let's let's bring it back.
1: Well, <laughs> I think it's time I think they just made a Pokemon to be the like base bad Pokemon that the the bad team has, which is now mm. called Team Yell. And if you watch the trailer, Team Yell all uses these Pokemon and they look like uh, scruffy punk rockers. And it's really funny because they are basically a toxic fan base for one of the rivals that is also trying to be the champion of the region. Mm -hmm. That's their entire storyline. They just follow this girl around and like are super mean to all of her rivals and anyone who tries to do the things that she's doing. And she will like try and calm them down. But, you know, she's not always there to make them like not be mean. (laughs) That's right. Like that's kind of like, oh, wow, this is hmm. Maybe we'll learn some lessons. Valuable lessons about how to treat people in the new Pokemon game.
3: So all the old teams are trying to take over the world or something. These are just fanboys. They're just fanboys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh All right. I love it.
1: For Marnie, which is one of your new rivals, and I love her design, so much. She's obviously Miranda is a huge fan. I think a ton of people kind of here. I'll bring up the picture for.
4: She's got like a pink dress with like a black Oh, jacket, gosh. Who is?
1: Right? What? No. Hitchcock. No. Come on. Don't, don't Google <laughs> Marnie without Pokemon. K, K, cover your eyes. Ah. <laughs> well, it's, what what is miss?
2: Marnie is a Hitchcock movie with Sean Connery.
1: Um, But this is Marnie. And uh-huh. you, you can see why people are adding Miranda now. Yeah, it's like very girly style with a little bit of like goth. It's on brand. Okay, yeah, it's, it's on very brand. on brand. I, I yeah, think that's she's a, awesome.
3: That is as Miranda as those other games were Zelda. Like it is exactly <laughs> the same.
1: Like, um, please pay us copyright. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> we have copyright. No, okay.
1: copyright <laughs> on Miranda's style. Yeah. Um, Marnie's po- uh, partner is Morpico, which is that two-sided Pokemon that switches yep, between really angry cute one. and angry. So I'm wondering if that's saying something about Marnie's character. Okay, but I'm very excited to learn more about her, and I'm especially excited to see her appearance in the anime. I can't Yay. wait. Um, <laughs> but
2: but the biggest news? I want come on.
1: What's the biggest news? Oh yeah, Pokemon have jobs now. No. No. The team. Team yell.
2: I love Team Yale. We already talked about. that. Oh yeah, but I love that's that's my favorite. Oh. Team
1: Yale. Team Yale. Because uh, our other editor Joshua Yale shares their name.
2: Oh, that's Yale. <laughs> I just love Team Yale. I want to be part of Team Yale.
1: We it's, are. Uh, We were
4: talking about how it's basically like, uh, like so- like soccer, hooligans like English soccer well. hooligans, right? Like soccer fans, because the, they're theming. It's uh, Gallar's based on mm-hmm. England, kind of loosely, right? <laughs> and all the Pokemon gyms are. Soccer stadiums. Like soccer stadiums and so all of the trainers are like these soccer stars pretty much is the way they theme it and so they're just soccer hooligans they're just angry <laughs> soccer hooligans who are a fan of their team which is Marnie and so they're just like yelling and they'll beat up the other fans like that's oh no. basically what it is mm-hmm. I love it
1: I am too I'm very excited and there is also a new rival rival called I don't know how to pronounce it I'm sorry I think it's it's beady it's b-e-d-e I haven't heard anyone say the name out loud yet, so I guess we'll wait for someone to talk about him. But he seems to have nefarious means. He was uh, um, kind of, uh, what's the word? He was given approval to enter the championship based on uh, Rose, who is Chairman Rose, who's another character that they revealed, who I also thought had nefarious background just from looking at him. (laughs) And uh, it says so in this guy's description that like he's not all... All good. So that's your other rival. So now you have two rivals, which is interesting. Um, so I'm I'm interested to learn more about those characters, and I'm very interesting to learn how Poke Jobs work, which is a whole new system to manage in Pokemon, where you send off your Pokemon to do jobs to gain experience. Yay, capitalism!
4: Your kids aren't, aren't or your Pokemon aren't kids anymore. They nope. Go out in the workforce. This
2: definitely like this game has a message. It's, yeah. It's trying to teach kids something. I mean, you are feeding them put and put my now you're finger on it. to
1: work. Yeah. Like go work, go, go help work. with that construction company, yeah, I mean, I don't want to
4: I don't want to dig into this too far because it's a whole can of worms to open, but like yo, this Pokemon just this trailer revealed or and the, and the news revealed, yeah, given Pokemon jobs, toxic fan base, literal global warming and air pollution <laughs> comments like. It, <laughs> Anyone who says Pokemon's not political is literally just like absolutely <laughs> wrong. I
1: guess we'll find out when it comes out in November. Uh-huh. They had an entire game about slavery. like
2: That's right. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah.
1: Also look wow. out for a feature on Pokemon and the jobs they'd be best at coming out on IGN.com sometime this week.
2: That sounds frightening.
1: It, sh- it, it absolutely is. Wait is until anybody looking at it before we publish Gardevoir. it? Uh, oh Lucy is. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, some other news. Help. <laughs> uh, I have things to say. Okay, other news. <laughs> but I'm going to go through this really quick. Um, there, the new standard sw- switch with the extended battery life is available now in some places. I'm not really sure where. This is reported by Game Explains. so just be on the lookout for the different uh, SKU number. You know anything about this pair? No, you
2: just have to watch out. Because, like, as, you know, obviously they're not pulling the first model Mm -hmm. from shelves, so you have to watch out. If you're in the market for a new Switch right now, um, just make sure that you don't get stuck with the older model, because there's a huge difference in battery life. There is,
1: as I've experienced with Fire Emblem. I tried to enjoy (laughs) the nice weather outside this weekend and played Fire Emblem on handheld mode and my battery was dead in less than 2 hours.
2: It's a battery hog. I was playing it on the plane. I had to I just kept it plugged into yeah. my my battery charger yeah. in the end. It was
1: very surprising. Anything
2: that pushes a lot of 3D graphics just depletes your your battery it's super fast.
1: Like I, I Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate didn't even make my battery deplete that No, fast.
2: this is uh,
1: so here's the funny thing is I
4: am coming from uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2. So, Fire Emblem to me is like, oh, this is taking no battery. Uh-huh. <laughs> because Dragon Quest Builders Two will overheat your switch and drain your battery in an hour and a half. <laughs> like it just destroys it. It's oh like, wow! Uh, I've Push only gets, played it docked. I really like Dragon Quest. It's I'm really not good. The game itself. No, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. But yeah, it, like it gives me genuine concern about what that game is da- like, if it is damaging the switch long term wow. with how hot the system gets. It's very weird. Yeah. yeah, and I agree. It's frustrating that this is a not insignificant upgrade, and they're not just like, like I
3: wish Marketing there was it?
4: something, like a, like a sticker or like something. Now with like, more
3: battery. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that's not going to yeah. push sales. No one, yeah. I, wish I wish there
4: was like a full, like a more kind of clear rollout when you knew you were going to get one. I don't know. It just is like, it seems like it's kind of, Mean and, and it's, it's a very short-term problem because eventually the old ones will get yeah. out of cycle and you'll just get a new one. It,
2: but it is. I mean, if anybody here gets gets the new one, you see any differences in packaging, anything that makes it a little bit easier to spot, tell us. Uh, I'm gonna buy the uh, you know the Disney special edition uh, Switch when I'm in Japan next month. Yeah. So I know that one hasn't been made yet, which means it is definitely like you're able to tell this edition is different from the others. So you know it's mm-hmm. gonna be upgrade. I hope. I hope they're not recycling the old. Oh, one. man, I still we'll
1: find out. <laughs> they got a He's warehouse so of old
2: switches yeah.
4: that they just got to get
2: rid of. Uh, I'll bring it back. Yeah.
1: And also, we've learned that Dark Two: Definitive Edition is announced for Switch is coming out on September 26th. Mm-hmm. And. Um, what? Okay, I was like, you're making a face, Tom. You're I fine. am. Why? Yeah. Wh- why Why do people
4: do this to the word definitive? Def- def- definitive. Def- definitive? Remastered. And def- there was the remastered edition oh, yeah. of, of Because Dread people Faction. like puns. Do they? Puns, puns are, are funny, are fun. Tom. I want to know. I want to see the sales data about <laughs> does a pun in your definitive edition sell you more copies of that game? You heard I it, audience. Please, please deliver
1: info. us the data. Please. And while you're at it, you can play Mario Tennis Aces for free between August seventh and August thirteenth. Um only for Switch Online subscribers. And your save data will carry over if you purchase by the twentieth. So you can start the game and That's nice. it's,
2: yeah. it's a good game. If you haven't ever played it, it's a it's a it's a really solid game.
3: I was so hyped for that game and I was like, yeah. I'm gonna get it and I'm gonna have but you everyone it. over and then no, no one
2: nobody came? Yeah, no. Because it's tennis. <laughs> yeah. It's tennis. And you have Smash. I
1: played yeah. I played Mario tennis a lot in my sixty-four.
2: Uh huh. But nothing else was out. That's the issue. I feel like this game released in a pretty crowded field overall. Still, um, I I liked it. I thought it was good. Tina really loves it. She uh, talked about it a bit on GameScoop uh, last week. Okay. So she really likes Mario Tennis. I
1: mean, I'm sure it's a lot of fun, and I am going to check it out. I mm-hmm. mean, it's free. Like why not? It's good. It's hard hey. to
4: be free. Beat free.
1: Yeah.
2: I can lend you my copy too.
1: Okay. And then um, we haven't heard about this next game since around 2008, but there's a new co- Cooking Mama <gasps> rated for the Switch. Hooray! <laughs> we know literally nothing else about this. I love
2: you don't need to
3: know anything.
1: Mama. So, Not I mean, I know Cooking mama. mama. I played Cooking Mama on the DS, but nothing I a, about a Switch frame. I have a
2: Cooking Mama apron at home. <gasps> when I'm cooking, I'm wearing a Cooking Mama apron.
1: You have to take a picture.
2: I, I have. I have taken pictures. They're legendary.
1: Legendary pair pictures not. and cooking mama. No, they're pictures. on my Facebook page. Coming soon. Uh, no,
2: I love that franchise. If you haven't played it, it's like it's like the most peaceful, simple franchise. It's evolved a little bit, but you're literally just putting ingredients together and stirring them for the right time. And it's got this kind of uh, it's it's very English. The whole you know the translation kind of preserves the uh, the the Japanese mama accent and all of that. It's really cute. Mm-hmm.
4: If you you do real good, she goes, even better than Mama. Better than Mama. Yep, that's right. (laughs) Um, Funny enough, they also announced a new Cook Serve Delicious this week, which is, if you guys know that game, they announced Cook Serve Delicious 3, which is like Cooking Mama, but like a little bit more realistic. Okay. It's not as cartoony. Yeah.
3: Okay. Um, I'm less interested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I mean, like my cartoon no, mama. <laughs> totally but, fair <laughs> enough.
2: No, the cool. I think the cool thing about Cookie Mama is like some of the tactile stuff they can do with the 3D rumble. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the Switch. I hope they do something special. Yeah. It's not just a port.
1: And the uh, Dragon Quest S is getting a demo in Japan. No word on the West yet, but be mm-hmm. on the lookout for it just in case. And we're uh, Steam World Quest is getting a 2.0 update. So you'll get a new game plus after beating the story and a super hard Legend Remix difficulty, which will add twists to the gameplay, which will only be available in new game plus. And there's also a bunch of balancing, balancing tweaks, HD Rumble Edition, and other small improvements to the game. Yeah. And I know that we all enjoyed it. Was a, yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, it was I a really good, enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good deck building game.
4: Yeah. It's also a real good candidate for a New Game Plus because there's way more, unless you're grinding a lot, there's way more cards than you can use in a yeah. given run. So New Game Plus is a great way to just like go through and try different strategies and yeah. do things. So yeah,
2: you keep all the cards that you collected right. and just kind of play through it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So guys, there's some games out this week, including Guacamelee 1-2 Punch Collection is out on the 6 for $40. Great, yeah.
2: great game collection.
1: Yeah, I know uh, we have a lot of fans here. I know Brian is super into Guacamelee. Yep.
2: If you like Metroid and chickens. I,
4: uh, real quick
1: question. I don't want to sidetrack new
4: games too much, but $40 is kind of expensive for these two games. I mean, I mean, isn't that games. always the comment we have in all the Switch games? Yeah, yes. yeah. How much do they cost right. now?
3: Because Guacamelee 1 came out a while ago. Guacamelee yeah. 1,
4: I think, is fairly cheap. Guacamelee 2, I'm not sure, actually. I feel like probably they go 29. on sale all the time. They yeah. do, but they usually don't. I, they might not go on sale on Switch. They go on sale on like Steam, and that's mm-hmm. probably, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, Guacamelee! 1 and 2, if you haven't played either of them, are definitely worth this price. They're both phenomenal games, and 1 holds up a lot.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Uh, can't I find can't, the price. I can't find the price. It's fine. Mm. Don't worry about it. Yep. yep. We'll, so, DC Universe it's, it's, Online
1: is coming out on the six as well. It is free to play. So That's a out. better price. Yeah, it's yep. the best price. Free to play. Maybe not. I don't know. I guess you'll find out if you play it, because it's free. <laughs> Pillars of Eternity Complete Edition is out on the 8th for 50 bucks. Um, Great I game. haven't played it.
2: That's it's a really very fun. Marxian game.
4: Uh, I'm actually not a huge uh, CRPG kind of guy, but if you're <laughs> into isometric, top-down Western RPGs, uh, like party-based RPGs, like the Baldur's Gate style stuff, um, you'll be into this, and it's just a really, really good one. Hopefully this means that they're bringing the sequel over as well, to
2: so it's more like, it's like Diablo?
4: Uh, it's, y- yes. I, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since i played yep. Pillars. I believe it's, it's real time with pause is what they call it, right? So you can, you get into a fight and you can pause and then you just kind of set actions and you unpause and you start doing things. You can play in real time if you want, but generally you're kind of making strategies. Cool. Yeah.
1: And then we have Pix the Cat out on the 8th, which is like an arcade-like game where you play as a, a cat that has to save ducklings in a maze-like environment.
3: of course
4: (laughs) Pix the Cat is like an old school Mm -hmm. PlayStation downloadable game it was on Vita in like 2015 oh my god and and it's finally coming to Switch and it's like only $10 yeah
1: it's just
4: it's just a really fun old old arcadey game
1: and we've also got Turok 2 Seeds of Evil out on the ninth for $20 oh
2: man so I played that game way back when when it was struggling to run smoothly on the N64 and I'm assuming I haven't played this this one yet but uh on the switch, I'm assuming they clean it up just like they cleaned up the first one, yep. where they pushed the fog back, they made it run smoothly. It might actually be a good game now. <laughs> it, it suffers from the same problem as like you know games like Halo, where there's a lot of like just big environments with not that much kind of m- uniqueness to them, so it's a little easy to get lost sometimes until you figure out which barrel to blow up. Um, but it was a good game, and the multiplayer, the four-player sp- four split screen, was great. It has this weapon called the cerebral bore, where you lock onto your enemy, and it it shoots this little drill that is um, heat seeking, and it goes
5: uh. into
2: somebody's brain. It's very very gross, but it's it was a, up. but it's a menace. It's such a great menacing idea for multiplayer, where you're trying to avoid being locked on, and then you hear the thing coming. It's it's really good. That's awesome. That's a lot mode. of fun. Yep.
1: So, hey guys, what's everyone playing? Tom. Fire Emblem. Oh.
4: Mostly. Me, Me too. I've been playing lots of Monster Hunter World also, but I won't talk about that. Um
3: yeah, Fire Emblem is mostly what I've been playing.
2: It's so good. It's it great. really, really is good.
3: I'm yeah. so jealous. I've downloaded the game, but I still have not it started it. <laughs> it's too <laughs> much <laughs> talking for you. Yeah, I. I oh no. Well, I just, you
1: said Genshin Impact was too anime, so how, why, yeah. why are you getting Fire Emblem? I, I
3: like Fire Emblem. Well, I like <laughs> okay. the gameplay. I don't care about I do not care about making relationships okay then you're screwed you downloaded the wrong game automate all that i mean if Uh, if the battles are good enough i can just like ignore
2: all that so it's it definitely is the talkingest game in the franchise like it is you know if you go back to older fire emblem games where the relationships management was mostly on the battlefield where you have the right person talk to the right person in order for them to join your team all of that now is its own game set in this like you know this castle environment the the school there's a lot of talking there's a lot of relationship building yes you can you can automate but it's still it is not a pure strategy game like i was worried about that i'm loving it i think it's really really cool i love the you get a real feel for the characters in it and it's a little bit on the easy side yeah i don't remember fire emblem ever being this easy on hard
1: so maybe Mm -hmm. play on hard in classic mode
2: Definitely yeah. do a hard and permadeath.
1: Yeah, that's what I've done. If I you've played
2: Fire Emblem before. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm just like so desperate for a Fire Emblem game yeah. that I don't care if I have to talk to some tweens about you know I don't, I don't even know what they do in that game. Yeah, like. they all have awesome names like
2: Gustav von Funderstadt. Von yeah, like
3: it's <laughs> figure cool. out if they like I don't know like sweet or savory food, so they'll join my team. Like I'll, I'll deal with all that just yeah. to get another fire. You
2: can use our guide. We have a really good strategy guide for it that tells you who le- who lost the handkerchief and all of that. Mm-hmm. Like you can figure out who lost what item. But but again, like a lot of that stuff is optional. You don't have to do the exploration stuff. Like sometimes you you do but in general you can focus more on combat but you're missing out on like the character building is really good it
1: is it's such a fun game I am loving Fire Emblem so much like way more than I thought I would I don't know why like I mean I guess there's a good reason I was interested in it I didn't think it would suck me in this much Um, assuming like Iceborne is an expansion it's not a game so not its own game right now Fire Emblem three houses is my game of the year
5: Wow. As of right now. Yeah.
1: I like I I I'm, I'm still even only like 25 hours in and I just yeah. really
2: like it. If if you're totally into just the strategy part of the games, I would say stick with like Shadows Shadows of Valentia or something like bring out your 3DS, but um, no this, this is like you know, for all the criticism that game companies sometimes get when they iterate on their titles and create a sequel, this has so much stuff in it they They thought about like the relationship stuff and they built it out into something really meaningful and uh yeah, it's just really fun like I can't stop playing it. I want to keep on playing it, but I'm also playing a couple of other games,
1: like P Cross. I, am, I
2: always have to look up the name <laughs> Picross Lord of the Nazareth. The I Oakler I finally I am playing it. So that means I now have five Picross games made by Jupiter on my Switch. I want to take a picture where I have them all lined up. Uh Picross S1, S2, S3, and then you know the, the weird uh, little furry girls one. I forgot what it was called. Why not? Oh wait, oh, that one. I have to look it up. <laughs> well, I don't know. What um, it's no one asked for I this. <laughs> I am not I'm not up on my Japan animation.
4: Come on. Wait for the Joy-Con to wake up. It
2: was uh, it was uh, Kemono Friends. Oh, Beast Friends. Okay. Friends. Yeah, you know, know that, anime?
1: Yeah, yeah, I haven't watched it. It's eh. so
2: Nazareth is Nazareth is in a way it's the best cross production value wise. It has like you know it has cutscenes with text and cool character art and all that. It has fewer puzzles than most of them. They kind of spec'd it down, um, but it's a really nice game for somebody who's played. Picross before because they don't make you wade through like oodles of tiny little uh grid puzzles they have um you know they they go for some of the bigger ones they have uh you know a lot of the the color ones in there they've got the uh you know the ones where you assemble bigger pictures that that mode um it's good it's like you know if you want to start with any Picross game you you might as well start with this one because Picross S3 is is has more puzzles but it's very generic right the 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 look of it is very clean. This one has a little bit more character. But no, the the game I really wanted to talk about was uh, Tiny Metal, Full Metal Rumble. So Tiny Metal came out on the Switch a while ago. Speaking of clones, it is Advance Wars. <laughs> they took Advance Wars stop. down to most of the units. So they have the, you know, they have the little guy with the rocket launcher. They have the little soldier rocket launcher guy is good against tanks. They have the tanks. They have the transport units. They have the helicopters. They have the jets, and the jets are strong against the helicopters. The exact same unit setup but it is an homage. Um, We haven't gotten a new Advance Wars game in a while. They made it 3D, so you can now fully rotate the camera. The first first one, I think it was just kind of locked, but also like isometric. Uh, They now have, when you move units, it draws an arrow. So they really refined the interface uh, and balanced things, and they have this new... um, They have a couple of new abilities that weren't in Advance Wars. Like if you attack a soldier trying to take over a city, um, you can now push them. There's a mode where you do less damage, but you push them and take their place. You can team up with multiple units and only one can get hit by return fire. They have a new map mode that you can explore. Um, It's good. It's a really good game. Um it's a little blurry looking, like some of the three D adaptations. I think Fire Emblem suffers from yeah. the maps not being as legible as the 2D ones, right? Because you used to see the character sideways. Has that same issue and it's it looks a little blurry in the color smear a little bit, but um you get used to it. It's if you don't have an advan- if you're not getting an Advanced Wars game, if you're not into Wargroove, which was a great game um give this one a look i'm, I'm really liking it so far
4: that's good to hear yeah.
2: they put a lot of work into it it's made oh. by a by a japanese team and they say we love advanced wars we think we added things beyond advanced wars to it and it's true
1: and there is a, a demo available right
2: there's a free demo so try it right. out see if you uh if you like it
1: emeka what are you playing
3: <laughs> i know you're excited about this <laughs> um i am playing monster hunter on switch um so, yeah, I played the. I had never played a Monster Hunter game. And then I played um, Iceborne at E3. Yeah. And I was like super into it. I was like, I, I it convinced a bunch of people to buy the game. I remember at the E3 party, I was like just making small talk with Casey. And I was like, Casey, I played that new Fire Emblem game. I think it's really cool. Just like making small talk. And Casey just looked at me and she was like, let me tell you everything about oh, Monster holy. Hunter. Yeah. About yeah. Monster you were Hunter. screwed, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then she just went on and on about Monster Hunter, about like, <laughs> okay, this is, the, this is the class you need. This is the weapon you need. So I like to use the longsword, but actually, in some monsters, I like to use a hammer. Now, see, the hammer is you. And I was like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had at least two drinks by that time. What's your favorite monster
2: in Monster Hunter? <laughs>
1: um, Narka Kuga? What? Nargacuga? Kuga?
2: Witness Narka Kuga. You even
3: know their names. There are like 90 of them, and it's they're a- all just like,
1: I've had I've had more than a decade to learn them all.
3: Wow. Yeah.
0: So so yeah, like <laughs> you I said that was amazing.
3: <laughs> so yeah, like I convinced a number of friends to buy the game and then I just didn't play it play it. So um yeah, like I download-
1: I, s- I sent him a stream that I did to watch to learn how to play this
3: game. It did not help. I just I watched like half of it. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm sorry. So this is this is Generation's ultimate. Yeah. yeah this is Generation's ultimate. So yeah. I'm, and you're digging it? Yeah. So like uh, yeah. So like I said, I downloaded Fire Emblem. I was about to turn it on, and I was like, okay, no, Emeka, let's play some Monster Hunter. You made a bunch of people spend money. You gotta I agree with your
1: decision. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you gotta, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. So. I did all the one-star missions. I finally found all the ferns. Like, that's what really killed it because I thought that was really boring. I thought it was just monsters and nothing else. But, yeah, I finally get that it's actually teaching me to do all the little things that I have to do to, you know, like, combine, you know, different things to make potions, to make fighting the monster easier. So I'm like, okay, this is a slow burn. It's not just going straight into the monsters. Um, I'm not at the point in which I love it yet, but yeah. I like I accept it I accept the pace that it's taking me and I'm like I'm just looking forward to it getting exciting.
1: And, okay. if, and Generations Ultimate is also one of those games that if you play in multiplayer like in the multiplayer hub, it eliminates a lot of those gathering quests so that you're only doing hunting quests in multiplayer but then you suffer from not unlocking the things in single player but like i just i just dealt with it and got to g rank in just multiplayer and my single player like progression is still like the 3 star level but it's mm. fine I don't need to unlock everything. It's like, whatever, I don't need food.
2: I want to hear what you think. I, I do. I kind of. I, I hope you will get some time in with Fire Emblem. I want to. I want to hear uh, yeah, what I'm you think. I'm very curious. Like I just have a feeling it's not going to be your thing.
3: Wait, Monster Hunter or Fire Fire, Fire Emblem. Oh, Fire
2: Emblem. Um, uh, Oh, well, yeah, we'll see. It
3: depends okay. on how much talky talky and how yeah. much fighty fighty.
2: There's a lot of talky talky. <laughs>
3: It's a lot.
1: Of
2: time. Yeah, there are a lot of lovers and not fighters in that game. Yeah.
1: So. I, will, I will bring, I have my Switch. I will play Monster Hunter with you guys.
2: No, you won't play
3: with us. You will carry us. There's a difference. <laughs> okay, I will Do carry that. you yeah. and
1: simultaneously teach you how to carry yourselves. Yeah,
3: we will run around in circles doing nothing, and you can fight the monster. There you go. But we get all the loot.
1: I mean, that's how it works. Okay, then. Just don't <laughs> die, and you're good. So, guys, we have one question um, for question block because we are almost out of time. Actually, we are, but we're doing it anyway. I hope that's okay. Yeah?
4: Sure. We're in it for the long
1: haul. right. We're, we're here. It. So this is from uh, Billy Van Bogart um, from our Facebook. That's
2: a Fire Emblem name.
1: It is. Hello,
2: I'm William Van Bogart.
1: And this is from, from the Blue our Lights. NBC, forum podcast, po- NBC podcast forums on Facebook. Um, and he asked, has the experimental, crazy, and kind of weird Nintendo software died with the U, uh, with the Wii U. Um, basically, so the failure of the Wii U made Nintendo uh, desperately leading the company to make kind of experimental software to try and gain cat- traction again. So they made mm-hmm. stuff like Captain Toad and Mario Maker and Splatoon. That was just very different and off the wall from what they were used to making. So it was the success of the Switch no longer forcing Nintendo to be as strange and experimental.
4: Uh, I would immediately counter with ARMS.
1: Oh, yeah. The there we go.
4: I mean, they haven't really gone into that and supported that since, but they definitely kept trying to be weird with with the Switch. Yeah,
2: I don't think they're done being weird. Just think of Labo. Just think of, yeah. you know, taking your Joy-Con and pretending to be eating a sandwich. Remember all that? Now, obviously you're not some of some of those games didn't do that well, and that may, you know, squash their desire to be as as crazy as they were maybe in the WarioWare age. But like, um, I think they they built plenty of little bells and whistles into these Joy-Con and the Switch in general that I think we'll see some whack stuff from them.
4: Also, they're like remaking Link's Awakening with like a toy aesthetic. Is like yeah. I feel like that alone is a like very weird thing for Nintendo to do, and I'm I'm into it. I'm glad they're doing that too.
3: Yeah, I, I didn't have. I didn't own a Wii U, so I don't really know that library too well. But yeah. it seems like there are enough indie games on the Switch that it can fill some of those gaps for weirdness. Mm. Yeah. And again, just for example, like, you know, Nintendo hasn't made a Fire Emblem game, but then you have Wargroove to, yeah. to, you know, like fill that space. So I feel like, you know, they're just letting the indies handle all the weird stuff while they just do the traditional, yeah. you know, Smash, Zelda. Yeah, like et cetera.
2: snipper clips, one two switch, right? Mm-hmm. Like at the very start of the system, they had some weird stuff. I don't think they're done using the IR sensor. Like something strange is gonna come out. Mm-hmm. They can't resist using using that stuff.
1: I totally agree. Yeah. And from this will be a quick one, from John Desper asked, Do you think there's a chance for three houses to be considered for Game of the Year twenty nineteen nominee?
2: I think you answered that.
1: Yeah, I think I did too because it's one of mine, and I know for a fact that Brendan Graber will fight for what, it to be on that. What
2: list. else came out this year so far? Like, uh, the kind what's of, in the running? So
1: the short Slay list the for stuff is is kind of. Slay the Spire
4: is definitely on my short list. Slay um, the Spire is up there.
2: Uh,
1: I think the, it's on the other short list. Is
4: like Resident Evil Two Remake. Oh, that's right. That was Sekiro, this year. Sekiro. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people have Devil May Cry Five up yep. there, but honestly, uh, there's not not a lot of crazy hits this year yet. I yeah. mean, it's not. It hasn't been a bad year, but there just haven't been a lot of breakouts. Even. Yeah,
2: when's Death Stranding coming out?
4: I November? Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I mean, obviously, there's still some heavy hitters um, yeah. left to come. We'll get a Pokemon game. We'll get Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I think it could be considered like Awakening. I feel like was a game of the year contender in my book, um, and I'm happy more and more people played Fire Emblem because that franchise was kind of like. It was kind of like racing games, right? Where like you could get an amazing racing game like a Forza Horizon and it wouldn't make it into like the top 10 game of the year titles because not that many people were into the genre and Fire Emblem I think suffered from that a bit. Turn-based strategy is not the hottest um, genre now but like um, I think a lot of people are playing this one and I think it's the convenience of the Switch but also the pedigree of that franchise and then just people seeing all the stuff that they added on top of the turn-based stuff. Um, I think it'll absolutely be in the running.
1: I also think uh, the success of Persona recently kind of pushed it into more visibility as well. Because a lot of people who like Persona are like, oh, you might like this too. And I completely get that as a Persona 5 fan.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like date. Remember, dating sims were a huge genre in Japan and never made it across the pond here. But like little elements like that have been integrated in games, and people in the West are going, "Oh, I really like this stuff." I right? love it. Yeah, it's, it's
1: like otome, but with a yeah. better with better gameplay. It's <laughs> funny too because
4: before we before I played Fire Emblem, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is looking a lot like it's borrowing things from Persona." Yeah. And now that I'm playing it, I'm like, "Oh man, this is borrowing a lot of stuff from Valkyria Chronicles." Oh really? Uh, yeah, it's like the the pace of the story... Story and the, the, like, melodrama behind that sort of thing is is something I really love about Valkyria Chronicles, and they're definitely bringing some of those lessons into this.
2: That is very Harry Potter, right? Like, the whole <laughs> setup and how, like, the students are put in peril and all of that. Um, it's uh, in the, the houses, obviously. Mm-hmm. But is the battling... Good
4: yes. battling is very
3: Okay, okay. Yeah. That's all I care about. Yeah,
4: battling is, really really battling yeah. is
2: good but again it's it's a little on the easy side. Play on hard. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like if you play on normal I think you can you can grind more, right? Like I haven't tried normal yeah, yet.
4: Yeah, normal but. I didn't you can. normal has like missions sometimes or you can just play them forever, yeah. infinitely. You can and them. You, they're not like super hard, S- but mm. they'll just like, you just do them forever. Start,
2: start right. anyone who plays this game, start on hard if you've played Fire Emblem before. You can always drop it down to normal if you run into chop, but it's so, so forgiving. You can rewind time when you lose a unit. It's, mm-hmm. you know, there's... To any
1: point in the entire y- battle. Yeah,
2: it's... They made it so that face- nobody will be frustrated. Right I'm like mm. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, I'm not I, doing that. You don't <laughs> have
1: to do it. And yeah, I kind
4: of regret not be starting on hard. I to do too. Honest, I, just- I I would want to bump it up right now and I could have bumped it down like You
2: just have to been. be a little bit more careful when you're playing hard. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not
1: Yeah, I mean even on normal the AI will focus and target your weakest character. Mm-hmm. So it's not it, they're, they're not like totally stupid. It's just uh, they don't hit as hard and your yep. characters are just, if you're at the same level, you're probably going to be stronger than them. Yeah. No. Okay. I, was, I just unhooked the <laughs> cable. Did you unplug and yourself? I, I, thought, I thought I broke something. It's just the the laptop. <laughs>
2: magnetic.
4: <making laughs> I think it's about time to end
1: the show. Yeah. It's about time to end the show. Yeah, we're all, about, we're all out of time. Thank you so much for watching and or listening to NBC. Remember, you can catch us every Thursday at 3 p.m. on IGN.com, YouTube.com, or your favorite podcasting platform. Mecca, where can they find you?
3: uh oh on twitter uh i'm at on don- twitter <laughs> yeah no, this is the first time i've had to do this <laughs> <laughs> uh at don mecca d-o-n underscore m-e-k-a
1: is this button broken okay the button's broken i tried <laughs> to get our names up but it's not working <laughs> tom where can they find you on twitter at tom r marks and what about you pair
2: Pear ign
1: and as always you can find me at shiny kcd on twitter thank you so much for watching and this is the only place you can get the thing